Okay. Well, welcome to the journey. Um, as uh, as many of you know, the, uh, the journey is um, uh, a show that is primarily focused on stories of transformation, stories of individuals who may have had setbacks in their life, um, may have had some some type of obstacle in their life, and then how. Um, most importantly, what did they learn from those obstacles as they overcame them? Other times I'll be doing reflections or I may have a guest on maybe just being able to reflect on where they're at in their life and in their own journey. And so today we have a special guest, uh, um, uh, Dan Hines. Uh, he's from the Rockford area. He's been here, I, I believe, your entire life, right? Right, Dan? Um Married into Rockford about 15 years ago. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. And um, and you are currently the uh, lead pastor at Bethesda Covenant Church. And um, and I've been attending that church. Let's see, I, I always know this based upon how old my son is. So my son will be 26 next month. Uh, and so I, we started going to Bethesda right around that time period, um, right after he was born and, and he was baptized Uh uh, well, this coming this coming May will be 26 years. Uh, so, so we were started attending uh, during that time. It goes back to uh, actually it was a family th thing because uh, Rob uh, Rob Grindle's family went there. Delinda and Rob were married, and then Diane and I kind of kind of followed suit going there. And then my parents came, and and Diane and Delinda's parents came as well. So that's kind of how we all uh, originated. Uh, you know, how we made the journey to. Bethesda so great. yeah join in you guys' families too so. yeah so um so Dan uh you are right now in the midst of a, a current sermon series and which has been an interesting series uh for me to to you know to listen to and then contemplate um uh you know even afterwards I know I to me being a speaker I think one of my ultimate goals when I'm sharing content is if uh, not only can it be engaging when I'm uh, when someone's listening, you know, to the talk, but but more importantly, how can they stay engaged even after um, you know the, the the talk is done and and to and to be thinking about that. And this this particular series that that we're in the midst of at, at Bethesda. Um, definitely has done that for me. And so uh, maybe if you could just maybe share just a little bit of what, what, what the series is and what was the inspiration of doing this particular series. Yeah, thanks, uh, Kevin. Yeah, so we're in a series right now called Your God is Too Small. And we're just kind of exploring, um, you know, what are the ways we think about God uh, that are maybe limited, you know, um, so oftentimes, you know, whether we consider ourselves religious or not, um, all of us kind of have ideas of who God is or who we think God to be. And um, how does that match up with how people have experienced God over the centuries? And um, one of the things we have a tendency to do uh, and kind of the, the reason why we're in this series is, you know, sometimes uh, I often say we can't put God in a box, but we put ourselves or our thinking in a box. And, um, you know, I think what God wants for us is for us to know him for who he really is. And so that's, uh, you know, the cliff notes version of the series that we're in right now. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and I know that, and I, and I can't remember exactly when I noticed this or became more cognizant of it, but, you know, in Genesis, it, it, it talks, um, you know, the first, first book of the Bible talks about that, uh, 
God created man, meaning mankind, in his own image. And obviously that may, may, not, may not be the physical aspect of who we are. Um, John Eldridge talks about it's really more the heart of, uh, metaphorically, the heart of man or mankind, uh, what's created in God's own image. And I don't, again, I don't know when I started doing this, but I started talking about the idea that somewhere along the line, we started creating God into our own image. And, the, and this idea of, of being able, you know, to, to kind of twist and turn that we wanted God to fit what we thought would be most, uh, you know, most uh, digestible for us. And so, uh, yeah, what, what are some of your thoughts regarding that possible? Yeah, and really, that's the history of religion. Uh, I mean, if you, if you take kind of a broad picture of the history of, of religion over the centuries, it's us taking who we are and the, and the things that we wrestle with internally and projecting it onto uh, the divine. Um, you know, and so when, you know, in Greek mythology, you look at the, the gods are all fighting and they're, you know, doing all these things that are, you know, very human-like. It, it's because it's, we, we have this tendency to create gods in our own image. And that's very different than the Jewish Christian story where God reveals himself as holy or other or different. Um, and so, yeah, I think what you're saying is very true. Uh, we, we, there's a great quote that says, yeah, in the beginning, God created us in his own image ever since we've been returning the favor. And so um, I think the thing that helps us grow and transform and be different is when we realize that God is holy, that he is different. And then when we experience that, um, that's when transformation, that's when growth, that's when healing uh, starts to really take place. And, and, it, and it's, I think that just made me think of, you know, yesterday we, uh, Angie Eddy came and was a guest speaker. And, and what, what I thought also was interesting is that not only was she, the, you know, a guest speaker yesterday, but it was, she also then continued um, her take on, on the same topic series. And I thought that was, that was kind of cool. And she, and she was talking about how, how big or how, she didn't use these words, I don't think, but like the awesomeness of God, how, 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 how big he, we say he, how big he is, right, in comparison to us. And, and that, and she did a great, you know, using an illustration of the, of the, the different stars or suns in, in our, in our solar systems. And then I was thinking, okay, how does that apply to me? individually and it was about this idea i was thinking about the idea of love and the idea also tied into regarding concepts like forgiveness and in and my limitations of how i love based upon kevin's agendas or needs or whatever and i and i think of like how much bigger that is bigger than i can comprehend of god's love for us and God's ability um, and willingness to forgive us where we limit it because of our constraints. Right. And so um, that was one, one of the things that just kind of popped out from yesterday's uh, yesterday's sermon. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's a great application. And I think, you know, when we read about the stories of Jesus and the gospels, 
uh, he's doing exactly what you're talking about, right? Like people had kind of their definition of love. Um, you know, we love the people who are like us. We love the people who are in our tribe. Um, you know, but when it comes to the Samaritans or when it comes to those people over there, when it comes to our enemies, uh, you know, you know, that's kind of where love has its limits. And Jesus came in and kind of blew that whole paradigm up and said, hey, divine love, who, who I am, is bigger than that. And, and then the cool part is he invites us into that. Hey, yeah, we get to receive that. But then we get called into this love that is bigger than I just love the people who are in my tribe. I just love the people in my family. I'm called into this, this bigger thing, right? And um, so that's, again, what I said earlier about when we experience not who we project onto God, but who God really is, all of a sudden it, it does something in us that, that calls us into something bigger or greater. And you know, the idea of grace or the idea of love uh, is a great application of that. You know, there, that reminded me of something that I was reading, um, reading this morning. I, I do a daily, uh, like a daily reflection, a daily devotion by Richard Rohr. And, um, and he was, he, in this particular passage, he was talking about that we, we get understanding and we get information about God, about Jesus, about, uh, about, the his words the universal christ we get we get information about that but what we're really invited in is to experience god or to experience uh, jesus teaching as we integrate those into into our lives maybe talk a little bit about how that experience piece when it comes to transformation is different than the intellectual exercise of just receiving content um, and, and facts and things like that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people think, you know, church or Christianity is religion, right? But the, the, the truth is, you know, if you are engaged with it, it's relationship, right? It's this idea that, that God is not a belief or an idea, that God is a person. Uh, that, and uh, the Bible says, you know, Jesus came so people could experience him in relationship. And then Jesus says, hey, I'm, I'm returning, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit to be with you. And that's a very personal, it's a very intimate, it's a very experiential um, part of the faith. And, you know, I think one of the things many people that I've passed over the years struggle with is, is when Christianity just becomes a belief system. Now, now, beliefs and truth and lies are obviously very important. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I just said, God's real. And, and so the experience of, um, and, and, you know, you talk to many people and they've had these experiences, right? I've been in this moment where I felt lost and all of a sudden I was overwhelmed by God's presence, right? I, I was in this moment where I felt ashamed and guilty. And all of a sudden I was washed in this feeling of forgiveness or grace. Um, or, you know, you, you're out on a walk in the mountains and all of a sudden you were just, you just felt, right? The experience of God. So all these things are experiences um, that really become markers in our life and i think at the end of the day what god wants is not just for us to believe in him but to love him not just to believe in him but to experience him um and so again belief is important but again if you think about any human relationship it's that shared time together it's those shared experiences together that really define the quality of a relationship and i think the exact same thing 
um, is true with God. You know, he wants those shared experiences. He wants those beliefs to become personalized. Well, and I think that, uh, you know, just that itself going, going back to, you know, that we limit, we limit our perception of God and, and put him in that, uh, that, that box based upon what we've experienced, what we've allowed ourselves to experience. Um, versus someone who may not have the education of, 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 of certain things, uh, you know, re- certain religious, you know, verses or stories or whatever, but they've experienced something that there's a, there's a deeper conviction because of that experience. And, and when they share it there, there's a whole, there's a light about them when they talk about it. And I've, I've had, I've talked to individuals who've, had near death experiences and, and, or, or in, in AA or NA, we talk about a spiritual awakening of, of being able to, that having the beginning, beginning of that experience is the beginning of the transformational process where they don't transform as they don't transform all in one moment because of that experience, but they are definitely shifted at that moment and it becomes like you said a, a milestone or bookmark and it it is something that then um they they view things differently and then they start living learning to live a life that is being different than it, than it was before yeah you know again i i like very i'm a very simple guy yeah. uh, so you know i think about you know a, a wedding day right like you have this experience but from that then you grow into something that becomes even more deep and robust and profound. Um, but it begins with this vow. It begins with this commitment. And so I think, yeah, that's so oftentimes what happens in the spiritual life too, right? Like you have this experience where you realize, oh, God is real. Like this is so much more than I ever thought it was. And I, there's this you know, experience of grace or love. But then it begins something that, as this is called, right, a journey where... Um, that grows into something much deeper than it was even when it began. But um, that beginning part is so crucial, right? Falling in love, becoming new. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, being born again. Um, that's a very real thing that, you know, millions of people have experienced. And uh, I think it comes very you know, close to the heart of God. He wants that for everyone. And, and, and it is, possible for everyone and but but it does come to an aspect that we have to be open to it there's an element of surrendering my my preconceived thoughts or surrender my certain certain beliefs that that i may i may need to challenge myself on those in in men's work we talk about that somewhere around you know our mid-30s as men we we come to find out that how we were doing life up until that point isn't working anymore that um and it and it may be mid-30s maybe early 40s it may you know it's not exact time period but there's some point for for almost all of us as men that we we go through some time period of going this is how maybe i got here work-wise or or avoiding things or whatever it was and then it's like it doesn't work anymore it's like it's like i gotta i gotta i'm gonna have to if I want to have any level of fulfillment, I have to do something different. And, um, and I think there that for some of us, that's, that's what happens on our spiritual journey um, as well. Um, 
So one one question I want to ask you, as you were preparing for this series, as you've been in this series, um, and I think that's one of the always interesting things about doing a series versus just a one-time, you know, one-time sermon or one-time talk, as you've been doing that, what would be something that you, what have you experienced as you've gone through this that you may not have, um, if you wouldn't have, if we wouldn't be doing the series right now? You know, one of the, and this isn't maybe the main point of the series, but um, you know, this is one thing that came out of it for me, um, was how we all tend to, to find places of comfort. And, and I think comfort in general is a good thing, right? Like, you know, I'd often rather be comfortable than not, but how they can also become dangerous, right? And so what we do in terms of faith and, and, and the spiritual life is, you know, I think all of us, when it comes to these small gods, as I call them, or idols, as the Bible calls them, we like to create a version of God or an image of God that makes us comfortable. Um, but so oftentimes, um, if you look throughout scriptures, it's, it's when God calls people, calls them out of comfort to experience him uh, in a more deep way or, or move into a life of purpose or meaning or significance. And so uh, for me, it's just, it's just being very aware of, am I being too comfortable, whatever that might mean in my life? And uh, in what ways uh, is my comfort maybe a false God? <laughs> um, and so I know that's maybe a little theoretical, but for me, that's become very, yeah, very meaningful that oftentimes, you know, we, again, when we talk about creating God in a certain image, it's a, it's the thing that's going to, let me, the best way maybe to put it this way is when we're comfortable, uh, we're least likely to grow. We're least likely to transform. And so oftentimes the images of God that we create that are false are things that keep us very comfortable and, and don't change us. But if you look through the scriptures, if you look at how God shows up in the Old Testament, or you look at when Jesus shows up, or you look at the Holy Spirit shows up, like whenever that happens, people change, uh, you know? And so, um, and for me, uh, that's what I want. I want to experience God for who he is, and I want to grow, and I want to change, and I want to become better, and I want to become more empathetic, and more loving, and more truthful, and more purposeful, um, and and for better or worse, like comfort can be the enemy of that. Um, so that's something that I have uh, really taken away as I've been studying this last month or so on the series. Well, and and I know you're a, a former athlete, and you know there you know, none of us <laughs> none of us wanted to have one of those wrestling practices where we were going to be pushed out of our comfort zone. Um, but we know that those were the practices that improved us, um, so that when we went to the actual match, we were a better athlete, a better wrestler, in better shape. Um, because of it. Um, and if, if the coach uh, or coaches listened, you know, to our pleads uh, of not, you know, not pushing us so hard, um, it probably wouldn't pay off for us comes, you know, come to meet. And, and we know that, you know, sport is really just a metaphor for life. Um, but sometimes we have to remind ourselves that 
similar to being a better athlete. Um, we have to push ourselves or increase that resistance uh, for that growth to happen. I think we also have to do it in, a, in for emotional as well as spiritual growth as well. So, well, Pastor Dan, Dan, uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, as always, thank you for your for your teachings and for your leadership, um, not just at Bethesda, but within the greater Rockford area. And um, I definitely appreciate uh, what you're bringing to uh, to the community and um, look forward to listening to more of your series. And so. Well, well thank, yeah, thanks for having me on, Kevin. I yeah, appreciate you and everything that you do for the city as well. All right. So um, just as we, um, Pastor Dan and I were talking about the idea of, of transformation um, and spiritual transformation, being able to challenge ourselves regarding our perceptions of how we view God. Are we creating God into our own image or are we allowing um, God to create us in his own image? As always, uh, thank you for being here and look forward to being with you next week.